There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Tiffany Chan is a spiritual advisor. She guides leaders to embody higher levels of consciousness. Her mission is to help extraordinary individuals unlock their spiritual potential and lead with courage, love and compassion. As a master Akashic healer, she teaches leaders how to access the quantum field and lead from their higher selves. Tiffany offers wisdom that is both grounded and accessible. She brings over 20 years of global experience working closely with CEOs, heads of state and civil society. I felt a true connection with Tiffany in this conversation given our similar paths through our lessons learned and I hope you also get some sparks of wonder from this conversation. Welcome Tiffany to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Bendy. Now, I'm excited to have you here uh, all the way from the States. For those people yeah. who don't know who you are, please go ahead and tell us. Yeah, thanks. Uh, my name is Tiffany Mayan Chan, and I am a spiritual advisor to leaders um, so that leaders can make wise decisions from higher places of consciousness. I do that with three ways. Uh, one, serving as a channel for God's spirit source. Two, um, being able to use coaching techniques so that people can be able to unpack the wisdom that they receive through the channeling sessions. And then the third piece is actually teaching them skill sets so that they can learn to do this themselves. Because channeling, being able to access source, is just a natural part of who we are. We're all having a connection to the greater thing that is. And it's just a matter of being able to have a language, have a skill set to be able to understand how spirit is uniquely speaking to you, and everyone has the ability to do so naturally. So all I do is help people understand the unique language and help people tap in in an easier, effortless way. And that's why I'm excited to talk to you, uh, Tiff, because um, I also uh, am, uh, you know, have the spiritual kind of channel in me as well. So a lot of people call it my crystal cool. ball. So it's it's once you develop it, it can be very effortless, and um, it just yes. it's like this this tool in your back pocket that you always have. It's just incredible once you can like make the most of it. Now, for people who don't know your story, can you go ahead and tell us how you got? to where you are? Yeah. Um, so as people who might uh, find my professional background a little like wonky in terms of how I took a certain turn, but I had a pretty conventional career. Um, 
born and raised in Northeast in the United States, and then ended up graduating with a political science degree. Ended up spending the vast majority of my earlier career in Washington, D.C., so working with policymakers, working with high-level leaders, um, essentially like informing how leaders are making decisions. Mm. Um, and then I went on to get my MBA, uh, graduated uh, with an international business degree, and then proceeded to go work for an organization based in Geneva called the World Economic Forum. Uh, some people may know the forum for its most famous summit called Davos. It's this annual event in Switzerland where all of high-level leaders from private sector, government, civil society come together and really shape the agenda, really think about how we can come up with creative solutions for how to influence the world. Um, was a great education, learned a lot, worked for them for about four years, um, and then ended up moving down to Johannesburg. And it was actually in Johannesburg that I was a pedestrian crossing a major intersection. Um, and I crossed the street and I got into um, a pretty shocking car accident where a car came rolling towards me. And it was one of those sort of like WTF moments where, you know, life sort of like slows down into slow-mo. I call it sort of like a Matrix moment. Mm -hmm. If you ever had watched the movie The Matrix, where it's almost like you see something coming and it's like, mm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> something in my life is about to change. Um, thankfully, I was not injured. It was one of those uh, brief brushes with death. Um, but what ended up happening was it did hit the woman who was to my left, who I didn't know at the time and was also crossing the street. Thankfully, she is still alive. She did suffer pretty significant injuries. But it was one of those sliding door moments where I really began to question what really mattered in life. Mm. Um, a, you know, did I believe in a God? What was all this for? You know, what the hell just happened? Um, what do I want to do with my life and my career? Um, and quite frankly, it was actually after that, quickly after that, that I began to fragment. Um, and a lot of people find it interesting because I didn't necessarily have the physical injuries per se, but I had a lot of mental struggles as a result of the shock of the accident because I didn't have a solid foundation from which to build from. I just crumbled, mm. um, you know, simple things like being afraid of the dark crossing the street, being able to have critical thinking skills. I just pulled into like a puddle of poo. It was <laughs> really difficult. Um, and I ended up repatriating. Um, I ended up, my relationship with the gentleman that I was with, who I had planned on marrying, uh, ended, um, ended up moving back home with my family and was just like thinking to myself, I'm like, what in the world just happened with my life? And, you know, I said to God, I said to spirit, okay, okay, you got my attention. I don't know necessarily what happened, but I know something significant happened. I know that this is my chance to know you and be able to talk to you like you're my friend. So let's go. And because I come from like a business background, because I like come from project management, my whole approach was like, I'll give her three months, <laughs> you know, project manage my way through this. And after the end of three months, because anything can be done in a quarter, uh, then I will 
pivot to the rest of my life and get my old life back where it was. And as you can probably imagine, once you invite spirit into your life with such a sincerity and such a desire to like open your heart in that transformational way, you're never the same. Mm. You're just never the same. And so, you know, went from asking super basic questions like, is there a God um, to actually uh, entering into contemplative schools, um, being able to really um, frankly, just start to see visions as I was walking down the street. I would, uh, I grew up in a Christian tradition. So I would go to church sometimes like twice on a Sunday, sometimes like multiple times during the week. Um, and then I started to experience things in a way that wasn't necessarily answerable in the traditional conventional, you know, sense, meaning like supernatural visions, being able to feel people's emotions as I was walking down the street, um, anticipatory events of like what was going to happen. You know, I was living in Washington, D.C. at the time, and I could actually feel global events and actually anticipate them before they were happening. And I was like, am I losing my mind? (laughs) (laughs) Because as you can probably relate, as anyone who's gone through a spiritual awakening, there's part of you that feels like you're losing your mind Mm. because you kind of like lose a sense of reality. But then it was actually through that that I got introduced to the Akashic Records, which I can speak more about, Um, ended up not only um, being a student of the Akashic Records to the point where I'm actually teaching how to access that, also known as quantum fields. And now I'm going back to my old life, but in a new way, serving as a capacity for someone who is able to access the quantum field and be able to provide healing and vision for leaders. So... That's sort of like the nuts and bolts of how I came to where I am right now. There's there's a lot to unpack in there, Tiffany. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, um, I, I know for me when I started to get sort of messages, uh, mm. you know, you question what's going on and you're like, sure. what's, what's happening here? Like, and then... I sort of was starting to trust my intuition more and go, no, this is this is a message and it's being sent to you for this reason. And sometimes I wouldn't know, but then moments later it would be apparent. And then I was just like, okay, all right, this is something. Okay, well, let's go yeah. with it. And so when you can, like I was saying before, it just becomes this this tool in your arsenal where you go, okay, well, I'll just tune into that now and I, I will I will find the answers I need. Um uh, did you have the same kind of experience where you kind of went, I mean, you were saying you thought you were losing your mind, but intuition plays a big part in this, doesn't it? Yeah. I, you know, what I like to say is that everyone is born with that internal navigation system, that sort of like inner voice, that quiet, still voice, mm. right? Um, and it's just a matter of really being able to be quiet enough to listen Mm. and then being able to trust it and then take action on it. And I want to place an emphasis on that third point, take action on it. Mm. Um, When I first started hearing that voice, I was like, nah, (laughs) 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 am I, am I just like making this up? Is this like just something in my head? But there's a certain like energetic quality to the difference between a thought in your head and something that is inspired by spirit. You know, it's, it's 
it has a, a, a certain purity. It, it has a certain like level of like levity and openness. When you feel into it, like there's an expansiveness, right? Anything that comes from your head is a little bit more denser. Anything that is inspired by spirit or divine is open. And it just flows, doesn't it? It just flows it effortlessly. Flows. Yeah. It flows. And so what I would encourage people is if you if you tune in and if you have the willingness, and I'd say just take the chance, try it as an experiment, take action on it, take a small action, and then just see what happens. Because this is really a call and response. Spirit is constantly speaking to us. We're naturally tuned to us. All of us have uh, a natural cap- capability to be able to listen. And if we desire to engage in that communication, they will respond back to you. And so what I'd say is give it a go, right? Give mm. it a go. And that's exactly what I did, Tiffany. And this podcast is actually a result of a message from spirit. Awesome. <laughs> so, right and and every, right everyone that comes uh, through the podcast is also a messenger of the same kind of spirit. So yeah, it's, it's just bringing that tribe together and sharing that same message. And, you know, the more conversations we have and the more awareness we can raise around this, it's, it's becoming a more of a normal conversation now. And sure. There's a lot of people uh, on the show who have a, a spiritual focus, as do I, um, and it's becoming more normalised nowadays. Yeah. Now, you work with people in the workplace to sort of help them embrace their spiritual side as as leaders. Okay. What do you mm-hmm. say to people who go, that doesn't belong in the workplace? Yeah, I'm okay with that. I am totally okay with that because I was one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a lot of compassion. Um, when people are responding so forcefully and so negatively, it is usually out of fear. Mm. Um, speaking from my own personal experience, uh, I didn't want to be taken for a fool. Mm. I didn't want some charlatan coming in and like, uh, taking control of the reins and me feeling like I had lost all sense of, um, I don't know, you know, uh, personal agility, you know, like my, my own personal like will. Right. Um, and what I've noticed is that when I approach people and begin to try to like ask questions, be open, have compassion for where they are in the journey, they soften. Mm. And there are some people whose journey is that they from an outward perspective are not connected to spirit and that's their journey. Mm. And I'm cool with that. Um, but what I do know is that even though their minds not may not necessarily resonate, their hearts and their spirits do. Mm. And so when I'm connecting with them, I'm connecting soul to soul, heart to heart. And I know that they resonate. And so I'm not a trying to appeal to the rational part of who they are. I'm, I'm attuning to the part of them that has been and will ever be. And for the human part, I have grace and compassion. And I live my life in a way where I'm not pushing in an agenda. I'm here to be able to live a life that is free and buoyant and joyful. And if people are attracted to that after the initial sort of like pushback, then they can ask me questions and I'm cool with that. But yeah, I'm, I approach this with uh, compassion and deep understanding. 
Mm. What kind of results do you see happen in a workplace mm-hmm. when they do embrace that spiritual side of things? I mean, I've had uh, many people on on the show and one in particular recently uh, who helps, you know, really wealthy uh, business people who may have slipped into addiction and mm-hmm. what's actually helping them through it is the spiritual side. So yeah. in the workplace, what kind of difference can it make? Yeah, so I work primarily with leaders, so those who are in the top tier. So they're either like executive management or like the CEO. Um, I do that for a few reasons because the person at the top has an energetic influence not only on their organi- on, on their immediate team, but the organization as a whole. So when the person who is the leader shifts and creates more um, space within themselves for light and for love, they can't help but radiate that out to their group and to their organization. From a practical sort of like brass tacks-like point of view, um, when I serve as a channel, I'm not only doing personal and emotional healing, I'm also channeling stuff that is strategy, vision, and planning Mm. that has very specific concrete results to the bottom line because the reality is that everything is spirit and spirit wants those who are carrying light to be able to succeed and serve as beacons so that they may be inspiring others to do business in a way that is socially responsible, ethical, loving, that is full of humanity and that is full of love. So spirit always wants to guide leaders who are um, towards the highest and the best. And so like I'm, I'm channeling marketing schemes or I'm channeling the best way to be able to harmonize uh, team dynamics. And so all of that has really like pragmatic bottom line, tangible impacts. And I want people to know that because it's not just some like woo woo entertainment. Mm. This is actually something that we can see that like not only fulfills the bottom line, but also people live enriching, nourishing lives, not only in their personal, but then also professional workplace. And, you know, we're starting to reach that kind of an age where, you know, we're seeing the whole human rather than sure. they're just being a task or, you know, a deliverable that they have to, you know, put out. Um, we're beginning to understand that that whole human has a life outside the workplace that does impact yeah. either space. And when we can see them as a human and treat them with the kindness and compassion and the love and that energy, like you say, that they can pick up on from a leadership level, that just changes the whole culture, doesn't it? Yeah, seeing them as 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 a whole human in terms of the full spectrum of the human experience, right? Because we all have highs, we all have lows, and all of that is included. But a whole human is also past, present, and future. So it's also like what is impacting your current iteration as well as past lives, because we're all carrying baggage from past lives. And we can also like go into the future and then actually pull in skills, gifts, and qualities from the future to actually bring into the present moment. But also like a full self is also recognizing that everyone is divine. Everyone is spirit. So I don't think like gone are the days where you would actually segment in yourself and say, oh, I'm only going to do spiritual stuff on the weekends. Oh, I'm only going to do spiritual stuff at the nighttime. 
like who I'm serving, the people that who are wanting to show up as their full selves are actually showing up as fully human, fully divine, using their spiritual skill sets every day at work. I mean, as, as you say, it is something that is within your toolbox. Why not use it for mm. the benefit of like the whole, you know? So I say like, let's go for it. Let's embrace all of who we are mm. in every, everywhere we go. And I think when we embrace that, the, the results we get from people are just incredible. Like yeah. it's much more effortless in, in the way that you work and your collaboration and your communication improves and just the whole vibe of, of being together changes and you, you become closer and you can trust each other more. Um, and it really just, you, 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 it's a nicer place to be. <laughs> it's just a nicer place to be. And if you're not spending, let, let me, let me back up a couple of paces. I know what it's like to show up to work and pretend to be someone you're not. Yes, me too. And let me, <laughs> let me, let me tell you, it's exhausting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's exhausting. And you know, there's so much RAM, so to speak, caught up in trying to like figure things out, anticipating other people's reactions, trying to figure out how I want to react. And, and I'm just saying, you know, there's so much opportunity when, when I talk about spiritual healing, Part of that is actually attending to sort of like that emotional, if, if you were to view ourselves as sort of like pipes, sort of like a pipe in like a house, a pipe in a system, we're naturally channeling divine all the time. But that sort of like gets clogged up with gunk by, you know, other people's perceptions, how we think we need to show up in the world, the stories that we've told ourselves, sort of like the, the trauma that we've had, you know, from this life, from past lives. When we begin to attend to those sort of like, and that develops clogs in the system, right? When we, when we attend to the clogs in the system, we actually free up room in that pipe so that we can actually more effortlessly connect with divine and that we are more filled effortlessly with love. And so we're not using the majority of our time, space, and energy, you know, trying to figure out other people. We can actually be our full selves and do our purpose work. And that's what we're here to do, to live a life that's fulfilling and on purpose. Yeah. And the difference we can make in in actually recognizing that purpose and living by yeah. it. Incredible. Yeah. 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 With the you know, the work that you do now with leaders, what kind of change have you seen in people by embracing this side of themselves? Softening. It's um and it's really interesting because one of the major fears <laughs> <laughs> that people have when they come to work with me is, will I lose my edge? Mm. Meaning like, am I going to lose my ambition? Am I going to lose like my vision for like what I want to accomplish in the world? Um, I, I'm a go-getter, you know, and I really want to be able to, you know, continue to achieve. Um, I think people sacrifice, or from my experience, what I see is that people have this story that in order to do those things that they need to put on armor mm. in order to actually like make it in the world and actually like be able to survive. And when you cultivate someone's heart and when you're able to allow them to trust 
themselves from the deepest core of their being. And when you help them recognize that they are part of source, they recognize that they are invincible. They don't need the false armor. They don't need the hard edges. So paradoxically, it's by the softening that people become invincible and resilient. Yeah. I I experienced that myself um, years ago. I used to have that armour and I was like, yeah. you know, I had to have this facade of being tough and all this kind of thing. And then once I let go of all that, it was like you bring a whole different energy into the room. It's like you light sure. up the room and it's it's like from, from night to day, it's completely different. And it, people notice, people notice that energy and the difference when you let go of that armour and you realise that you got everything you need. You got everything you need. And there's a shift that happens because when you recognize that you are of spirit and that everything is of spirit, you're not afraid, Mm. right? You know, like, was I nervous coming on before this podcast? I'll admit it a little bit. And I also recognize that you are part of spirit. This podcast is part of spirit. So therefore, what is there to be afraid of? Absolutely. (laughs) Right? And and this is it. Um, when I started this podcast, I had this awakening that we are all one. Like yeah. we are all one. And that's that's the whole mission behind this is to just make people see that, you know, it all just starts with us. We just got to look at ourselves and, and realise that we're all one and yeah. and we're all in this together. Um, it's just amazing the difference we can make when we start to realise that. Sure, Yeah. Um, I was, uh, I was just in Greece and I had the pleasure of hanging out with some of the Virgin Galactic crew. Mm. Um, and you know, these folks are astronauts and they, they were speaking about this, uh, shift that happens and they call it the overview effect when astronauts go up to space and they're able to see the earth mm. as this pale blue dot against the black universe. And they're seeing the world without borders, uh, without fences. Uh, there's a unity that comes into play. And then all of a sudden, it just sort of like dawns on them. Oh, my goodness. We're all one. Mm. And, you know, astronauts may call it the overview effect. I like to call it unity consciousness. We may refer to it in this context as oneness. It is this felt known experience that you and I are part of the exact same fabric. And that is why I'm here on earth. You know, that is what I'm here to share with others. Um, And when you actually have an experiential knowing, when it's not just cognitive, when you actually can Feel it from the deepest part of your being, it shifts how you interact with the world because you do not fear. You engage with everyone with a deep respect and love and humility. And there is a natural awe whenever you encounter another because you do know that they it is a representation of divine. And so um, I desire to like work with people so that they not only embody this fully, but they can spread that message out throughout the world so that they form coalitions with other like-minded people who have also had that deep experiential knowing. And so that 
we begin to shift, like, what are the metrics of success? What is the metric of a, a human, successful human experience? Because if you're, if you've actually like had that felt experience, like all of this is much easier to navigate. And then you're able to come up with solutions that are holistic and in service of the wholeness of the world versus just, you know, pillars that we tend to divide ourselves into. Mm, and I bet those astronauts just look at the everyday things in wonder uh, because of what yeah. they've experienced. And and to have yeah. that lens on life, it's, it's like living a whole different world, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. But, you know, you don't need to leave no. the Earth's atmosphere. No, you don't. To, and, I, and I think, I think that's like it's wild that you could spend you know the the, the amount of money <laughs> to go up in yeah. one of the virgin uh spacecrafts but you and i have experienced that here and now and what it requires is presence right and i think that everyone has had those moments whether it be you know looking at a beautiful lake during sunset and then having like, everything just hush and you kind of feel the edges of your body sort of like melt away. And then you feel as if like you are just one with everything that is. That's oneness. Or, uh, you know, sticking your finger out to a newborn baby and the baby sort of like clasping your finger. And it's sort of like you just melts with another. That's oneness. And so if we're present to those moments and if we learn and we develop the skill set and capacity to be able to expand those moments, just imagine what's possible for the world. And no doubt there's some, some daily practices that, that you do or that you recommend uh, people to do mm-hmm. to get greater connection to themselves and to spirit. Um, I know for me, meditation is one of those and another is, is actually just practicing gratitude. All it takes is five minutes, you know, like sure. just taking the time to, you know, look at the stars or a sunset or just look at nature, you know, and look at what a miracle it is. What kind of things do you recommend? Um, I like practices of awe and wonder. Mm. I, I really encourage people because like a lot of people find it intimidating to just sit there in the quiet and like, oh, Zen moment. Um, and um, I'd say, yes, that can be. And, you know, go for experiences or places or um, uh, uh, certain engagements where you can just allow yourself to be enthralled. If, if your cathedral is the mountains, go to the mountains mm. and allow yourself to be God smacked. If, if you feel like, um, staring at like a, I have a beautiful bouquet of flowers right next to me, just allow yourself to sort of like just gaze and wonder. It just takes a moment. Right. And, and in those sort of like micro moments, what happens is that our heart opens and all spirit needs is just an opening for that to continue to grow and grow and grow. So if, if someone who is like saying, oh my goodness, I know this is something that I should pay attention to. I know this is something that I want. I say, start with your everyday and just take a moment to just really appreciate. But beyond appreciation, allow yourself to like be God smacked by it. Like to really just allow yourself to be awed 
because the reality is that we're surrounded by beauty everywhere. Mm. It's just a matter of allowing ourselves to be able to recognize that. I love that, Tiffany. Um, I think you should make a bumper sticker out of that. Allow yourself <laughs> to be God smacked. I love that. I think we should go into business. What do you think, Bindi? Yeah, I reckon so. <laughs> I reckon so. Like that that line right there, that's your tagline. Allow yourself to be God smacked. <laughs> yeah. I, I love like that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Now, um, I, I reckon I could talk to you all day, Tiffany, but mm. if people want to find out more about what you do and get in touch with you, where can they go? Yeah, the best place is my website, Mary www.tiffanymazanmarychan.com. Um, if folks are interested in working with me, there's an application there um, and we can have a chat and just see whether or not we're a good fit. Amazing. Yeah. Now, last big question for you. What's the change you'd like sure. to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? I want people to have that experience of deep love. Um, the change that I want to see is that unity consciousness, mm. being able to act from a place of knowing that we are all interconnected and to be acting from a place of love. Um, once you know that you're made from love, it's really easy to be able to act from love. And yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, again, that's why we're here right now is, is to actually make some of that happen a little bit in every conversation. Mm. Tiffany, thank you for being a part of the change and joining me oh. on the ethical evolution. Thank you for amplifying the message. We need people like you and platforms like this um, to be able to, like, cultivate and ask those questions that are meaningful. So thank you. Thank you for doing your purpose work. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electric acid. Electric acid.